we're back. So carry on, Jackie. Hooray, it's me again. I know you missed me. This is Jackie. Well, I had a one-liner about the movie, but I guess I won't use that now. I'm Sam, and this is Carry On Columbus on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Big for that. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No more! Hang on! It stinks. Hang on! Get to the Stinker Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. Yes, we are back from sabbatical. Uh, we'll see how long we can go uh, this time without... Uh, Needing a week off or, oh, hey, I got to mow the yard today, guys. Sorry, I can't do a podcast or whatever the hell we're busy doing. Uh, but, yeah, this week we've got a movie from 1992, a sort of listener recommendation. It was actually specifically a, no, don't, no, do not, no, not that one, uh, from Mark Clegane called Carry On Columbus, part of the Carry On franchise that I'm sure Sam is going to uh uh, probably remind us all about when Mark Orkligain told us about that. Uh, let's start with Jackie. Uh, Jackie, you love all things British. Uh, you were British obsessed. And now you have taken part in one of the uh, biggest things, most arguably the most important part of Britain, <laughs> the Carry On franchise. <laughs> I didn't know that this existed. Yeah, we didn't know about it until a month ago. <laughs> and I didn't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I I just thought it was uh, kind of like Monty Python, but not as funny. And also a totally different style of humor, in my opinion. Uh, Monty Python's a lot more slapstick and uh, screwball. This was more wordplay than anything. Yeah, it was very witty. Like, you had to pay attention to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And some of them were laugh out loud. Yeah. But, um, the costumes were nice. <laughs> okay. Right. They weren't period or correct, but they were nice. Some of those costumes were hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, there was pasties at the end. Yeah, yeah, pasties. Uh, still, you know, if I lived on a tropical island and the women only wore pasties, oh, no, I get to eat bananas and coconuts and have boobs in my face. Bummer. But, uh, and then the other island nations make fun of you because they're like, pasties, these are women just walk around topless. I'm bottomless. Just shake our wieners at each other all day long. It's 87 all the time. And, and I would be like, well, see, now that we're the Americas, we've been discovered. We have to be very kind of conservative. You, you know, you sound more like uh, one of those European islands. We're much more uh, 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 restrictive with our sexuality because we're Americans. Ah, uh, yeah. They pretty much told that joke in the movie. Okay, well then we'll uh, we'll get to that. Maybe I <laughs> was uh, desperate for stealing jokes this morning. But Sam, why don't you tell us everything you know about uh, Carry On Columbus or whatever you choose to tell us? Well, originally the Carry On started with a film called Carry On Sergeant. Okay, and. 
it was successful and they kept making money on these. So they ended up just like churning out 31 of them. Uh, officially though, well, there's no official because I, this is one of the sort of strangest things to say that the fans consider carry on Columbus and carry on Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. The last two in the series to not be Canon. Okay. Which I can't imagine that Canon is the right word for it. I can't imagine that there's in some, some sort of, uh, plot thread that meanders through all of the films i'm sure they're all sort of random one-offs but and mostly spoofing other things maybe they just consider well we don't like those so we don't talk about them they're like you (laughs) you're not canon yeah what it seems to me is that the producer and the director Peter Rogers and Gerald Thomas. Peter Rogers is the main producer. Gerald Thomas is the director. They seem like they actually wanted to start something else that wasn't carry on and it didn't go very well. And then they slapped the carry on tag on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, A lot of the cast regulars, even though it had been 12 years since the last one and everybody kind of saw it hit the ground with carry on Emmanuel. Uh, a lot of the regulars didn't even know it was happening. And then they found out, Oh, later let's get you in on a cameo or do you want to do this scene? That's probably after they can't get it going the way they wanted to get it going because the main comedy troupe that they were actually using was the comic strip off of BBC mm-hmm. and the, all of the younger actors and the, the most of them other than Jim Dale and, uh, the visibly old people <laughs> right, right are yeah those are all newer comics in fact robbie coltrane was in the comic strip or the comic strip presents i think it might have been called uh and he was supposed to play columbus originally but he couldn't do it because he was already on another film and that's when all of a sudden Gerald Thomas just has to start rounding up actors and so he brings all these carry on people back on Jim Dale shows up and is like, I guess it's a carry on movie now, I guess we're going to yeah. call it that so that right. we can get some minimal amount of return. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened simultaneously with two. And the reason that I know why this exists is because I watched 1492 about with, two years with ago. Gerard Depardieu. Yes. Conquest of Paradise. Right. That movie's fucking terrible. I've never seen it. It's Ridley Scott. It's fucking terrible. Like like a bad production or just incredibly stupid? It's just all bad. Everything went wrong. Okay. Uh, this was a much better movie. That's what I would say. <laughs> I didn't... I thought Gerard Depardieu won for Best Actor that year for 1492. Did he? That would uh, he suck because it's point. dumb. And then we saw that like, movie. That's Columbus. Yeah. We, he's oh like, God, we saw him in another movie not too long after that. And I was like, this Gerard Depardieu guy stinks. What the hell? He won an Academy Award? Huh. His French language films is, are quite good. And then there's a number of, I mean, some people like Green Card, right? I didn't really like it. Maybe that's the movie I'm talking about. No. Uh, anyway, and then. Because this was the 500th year of Columbus's, the anniversary, 500 years of Columbus or whatever, right? Right. So 1492 Conquest of Paradise comes out and then uh, the 
James Bond director John Glenn that has done four of them, I think. Mm -hmm. He did the other one, Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. Ooh. And I haven't seen that. But I have seen John Glenn films of that period, and right. they're not good. Right. So I'm expecting it to be real bad. Okay. Originally, I was like, I'm going to pull the trigger on all three of these as my like three-leg run of Columbus. But 1492 is so fucking long and boring, it's not worth it. Right. If you get to do that one, I get to do fame. I'm not doing that, so yeah. and no one wants to watch fame. <laughs> Damn it. Nobody wants that. I don't want to live forever. Uh... This movie outperformed both 1492 and Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, at British box offices. Okay. All right. That makes that a lot more sense. That is not to say that it performed well at all. And, the, and, the, since and it cost... The, since this was the last one, was it like on a wide theater release in England? Or, I mean, where how, how many theaters are we talking worldwide here, do you think? Well, it did better than... Columbus and I don't think it was playing outside of England and India. Well, probably, probably kicked a lot of ass. Or, and Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. So not bad. Yeah. Well, those I don't know that the other ones did good. Like they're bad movies. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And but still, like, oh, what do you want to go see at the theater? History? Nope. Yeah. yeah right. Explosions, boobs, or history? Which, but. Is your seat getting into? Yeah. No, I just think it's cool that after 31 films, even though this one stinks and nobody likes it, it still was a successful film for this film franchise. Usually, and it didn't wasn't direct to video. You know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know what it was versus because the thing was is that Carry On Emmanuel wasn't successful, mm -hmm. and had this been financially a rake, I'm sure they would have done another one. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, it didn't do that good. Right, and I think that the Emmanuel one tanked. So, well, still, still theater release. I, I, I tip of my hat to them. In terms of being judged by their peers, in two thousand four, uh, the British Film Actors Guild did a survey of the worst film, the worst British film ever made, and they voted this one. Boy, there must be not very many bad British films because. Man, this isn't that bad, guys. <laughs> it's not good, but it's not it's, fucking It the makes room. me wonder how actually funny the first five to ten of them are. Uh -huh. Because if this is a disaster, the other ones must be real good. Right. <laughs> I mean, or they're not, and I find this funny, right? Yeah. That's, that's the other option. Yeah, maybe we're just weird Americans. I don't know, but... I just like, guys, we got Birdemic over here. We're we're looking at you, and you're saying this is the worst you got? Huh. How about that? Yeah, I mean, Birdemic. Yeah, make shittier films, Britain. God. Quit being good at stuff. BAFTA bastards. Pinewood peckers. <laughs> That's pretty much the most interesting stuff on this. If we do another carry-on, I don't want to burn up all of the carry-on trivia in one in one go though okay. so if we're going to do right. another one yeah all right well then let's dive into this uh you guessed it it's 1492 is the year in turkey when we get introduced to sultan white guy sultan white guy is a real dickhead like oh man guys i 
I know it's 1992, but and you got to have a screwball in here. But like this guy is the corniest of white dudes and you're putting him in as the Sultan of Turkey. Sure. <laughs> My favorite was that every time the, the gong went off and uh-huh. jumped and yeah. that joke got old so quickly. Oh, they, they didn't even do it three times. If they'd done it three times, it would have been funny because that's, you know, the rule of threes. They only did yeah. it twice. That was their first mistake. I don't know. This is a uh, veteran comedian Rick Mayall. Mm. Just because I'm going to have to do that every time one of these assholes shows up. Yeah. I say who it is. I was annoyed instantly by by this whole scene. Yeah. And I didn't like the Sultan and I didn't understand what was happening. And they took a long time to get to the point. And I I kind of thought it was funny when they were like, "Oh, be ruined, ruined." And then Black Pepper Market. <laughs> right. The spice market. The spice market where the guy was like, it's ginseng and something else. And then they have black pepper and he's like, how much is this going for on the black pepper market? And I'm like, I don't get it. He's like, because these are Chinese vendors that are that are trying to sell him stuff. And he's penalizing them for bringing in. He's like, imp- he's imposing tariffs, essentially, and way ludicrous tariffs. And so the Chinese spice guys are the ones that they come in and he's like, what's the street price on this black pepper? He's like, I don't know, because in China, we don't have streets. Yeah. But that's not what was. At least it su- wasn't a white guy dressed up as a Chinese right? guy going, right. oh. <laughs> but that's not what he said was in the bin. He he said it was something else, and then all of a sudden it's black pepper. Right. I don't know. Like maybe there was a black pepper ban in 1492 in Turkey that we should know about, but in England everybody knows about it because they actually go to school and have good, you know, like Oxford and stuff. We've got sports. <laughs> We've got sports schools. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the deal with the pepper was, Jackie. You're looking at me for answers, and I got none. Well, I didn't know. I got an answer. Okay. The answer is now you have to pay three thousand percent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm what ruined. is that's the penalty he's been levied, and it's like three thousand percent of that's a lot, and then of what? Yeah, right. Of all of your profits that you get for selling the black pepper in our harbors. Uh I gotta do tip for you. Don't go to Turkey. Um, anyways. So they eventually, after all the screwball, uh, 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 oh God, what are they called? Uh, where you're the king and the people come in and you greet them and they, you hear their complaints and you send them packing with less children and or money than when they showed up. Um, but once he's done with all those people, uh, he gets a message from Lisbon and it's from, uh, his, uh, spy there that is, is a map maker and he's got Ahmed a, the map maker. Yeah. Ahmed. And Oh, good job on that. Uh, Cause I struggled with everybody's names in this one. Uh, and he's got a tip that this dude named Chris Columbus has come into some sort of scroll that gives him the ability to navigate across the Atlantic ocean and to the Indies. By sea. <laughs> It's a Hebrew script, and then there's some jokes about that. Some of them are kind of funny. Yeah, a little. I don't know. So uh, feel free to anytime jump in and tell uh, a joke that you actually did like in this movie. 
Um, Ham sandwich. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so why do why does he have a scroll written in Hebrew that says of a path to get to the Indies? Like what? Yeah, because there's been a the globe had already been circumnavigated by a moyle. You get that joke? No. Circumcised. That's why. That's the whole thing on oh, that boy. is only for that joke that didn't play at all. Wow. And you couldn't figure out. Nope. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will only tell the jokes I didn't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few. Uh, this is also the scene when they first come into it. There's a guy buying a map and they're really not selling maps. They're just selling topless mermaid pictures. Oh, yeah. Is I did what like they're that. selling. Yeah, I did like that. Uh, and it's an early sighting of uh, Martin Clunes doc or uh, yeah, Martin Clunes from Doc Martin. And he's super popular now, but. A lot of these guys did get somewhat popular later, and mm -hmm. they have little bit parts here and there in this movie. Yeah. So the Sultan sends uh, his his other spy, his uh, his saboteur, his Fatima, uh, espionage expert uh, Fatima, who is a belly dancer and seductress, I'm guessing, uh, and says, "Get out there and get me that scroll." If they find a path through to the Indies through the sea. That means they're not coming here. And that means I can't fuck them for 3000% anymore. So get that stuff. Go get it. Get some. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can I leave now? Are you done saying get it? Yes, I'm done saying get it. Go get it. But please go get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so meanwhile... Uh, Columbus is over there making these mermaid maps and selling them. He's, he's a bit of a shyster. He tries to pawn off a map of uh, the UK to a guy who wanted a map of Italy. He's like, oh, the volcanoes, uh, squish it in over here. And uh, the, the uh, receding shoreline has extended the boot part. And uh, also, uh, when you get there, uh, uh, say hi to the queen of England. Because you'll be in England, not Italy. Yeah. Also, his map is shitty. Yeah, it's it shitty. It doesn't have anything on it except titties. Right. <laughs> That's the only thing that has any level of detail on this map is the titties. So where do we land? The map uh, itself is just an outside shape. I was like... Yeah, I guess that's Great Britain. There's not anything on there. It's just a line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mermaid looks great, though. Yeah, Mermaid looks great. Uh, so Fatima gets there pretty quick. Uh, she looks in through the peephole uh, that the, the uh, Ahmed, the map shoemaker, shoemaker, whatever. Uh, he's he's drilled in into uh, a mermaid painting and uh, they learn about him setting sail. He's or he's going to try to set sail and he's going to go meet uh, King Ferdinand and Queen Elizabeth. And so they're like, oh, that would be a good opportunity for us to go fuck some shit up. And then I think I missed a lot of jokes when they go to Spain mm -hmm. because I don't know that much about the Spanish Inquisition. Jackie doesn't know about the Spanish Inquisition? Let's face it. You can't talk about anything. Right. 
Uh, okay, Jackie. Well, I guess uh, we'll address that for you and uh, any listeners that don't know what the Spanish Inquisition is. But basically, this film is more accurate about the Spanish Inquisition than Monty Python. Uh, they were real bad guys who tortured anybody who wasn't uh, a Catholic, essentially, a Christian, and would had essentially unlimited uh, uh, SS-style uh, policing powers and torture. Confess, sinner, and we'll let you be free. Also, just like the Game of Thrones. Yeah, but shittier. Okay. No, they just would roll around and kill people and take their stuff. Yeah, that that was mostly the end game. Oh. Yeah, they were just they were the and then they made themselves above every state to where they could really just take money from any kingdom too. Like right. it was what was the Spanish Inquisition was probably the third time that the Catholic Church should have just been completely torn down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's about I like I put Don't, them They're going to be I put them barely behind the Nazis. Like, they were bad. (laughs) But they're going to get it right this next time, after the child molestation. Yeah. Next time, they're going to get it right. This time. They're not doing it for cash. Yeah. Yeah, It's for God. We got the Twitter Pope. uh, And uh, so we're good. We're good. If they figure that the jig is up and the whole Vatican just shoots into space... I'm not going to be surprised at all if it like lifts off, like uh, you, you pull a lever or you or you you light some certain candle that goes out the little Pope chimney and uh, just like and you're like, God damn that L. Ron Hubbard was right. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I can see that. If the whole thing, if the whole Vatican was actually a technological marvel in a spaceship, mm-hmm. they have enough money for it. Yeah. Right. 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 They're not yeah. actually giving that back to poor people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. Wait, that's what happened in Ultron, dude. That stinks, Sam. <laughs> All the Avengers. Did the Vatican take off in Ultron? I've no, seen the Vatican but... take off in several science fiction or referenced, at least in comedy. I don't know. But yeah, it's, why not? Yeah, well, you know, there's a level of truth in all comedy, Sam, so, you know, could happen. Um, anyway, so the Spanish Inquisition are out there and uh, duping uh, or finding uh, people to torture who are Jews and Muslims by uh, feeding them delicious ham sandwiches. Oh, you want to eat this ham sandwich? Something must be wrong with you. I thought that was kind of funny. A little bit, yeah. It's always good to you know kick Le- kick Leviticus since he's been down for a few thousand years, right? <laughs> Keep letting that guy have it. I just like that they were ham sandwiches. I think the concept yeah. of a ham sandwich is inherently funny. Or that Leviticus thinks that it's as bad as murder. Right, right. <laughs> Filthy pigs. No, they're just cool. Pigs are cool. Um. But if that's your thing to not eat pork, then that's fine too. There's more for me. So I don't get this part either, but Fatima sneaks in. She gives Columbus some knockout powder. Like she poisons his drink, but it's not death poison. It's sleepy powder. And sneaks into his room dressed as a nun uh, and can't find the scroll. But then she hears some people coming. So she climbs into bed with him like she's praying. And then they come in and we're like, what are you doing here? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Asking for another donation? Yeah. What the fuck? Did he give you one? 
and then it just cuts off. Yeah, I don't know. It's the the Catholic Church that could you know at that time maybe nunneries gave out high dollar tug jobs. Maybe I I just didn't get I it. Like I don't know if it wasn't funny or like I'm like am I an idiot because I don't see a punchline here or it doesn't make I sense. I don't think they're. I don't think there was one. There's a lot of this. The guy wrote the script in like 10 days. Yeah, sure. And uh, so there's and then to try to like be fair, I guess the director had decided that he was going to really put the kibosh on most of the ad libbing. Mm -hmm. And he probably shouldn't have done that because you end up with these like, how is this going to work? Well, she's got to get out of here. Now she's dressed like this. What are we going to do here? And he just goes, oh, just lay in the bed and do this. And it's like, oh, that's something nobody would do. That'll be funny. And then it's not funny. And that's not funny because it just doesn't make sense. Uh, anyways, so we also get introduced to Maria, who is the countess's daughter. And Maria is betrothed to marry this old rich guy. She doesn't want to. Uh, but the countess is like, yeah, uh, and they're going to be uh, we're going to have to deal with them again later in the movie. And she's got a handmaiden who's scandalous, say. Is she? Chiquita? She's trying to be. She's going for every wiener she can get her hands on. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's scandalous. She is just a, you know, just a uh, lady's lady. You know, she's not the lady herself. She can bang whoever she wants. Yeah, she's just. Completely covered in semen from head to toe, and we're mm-hmm. like, "Where's the scandal?" Yeah, I'm. You're right. That's not actually a scandal. You're yeah, just you're right. Covered in semen. How about that? You're just a scullery maid, like you know. Now get on the floor and slide around and mop this place up. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Boy, that doesn't. That's not very good soap, is it? Um. So. <laughs> so dumb. All right. So, uh, Christopher Columbus comes in. And he talks to Isabella and Ferdinand. He's like, I need to do this because you guys are going to be rich. And they're like, okay, that sounds pretty good. He's like, but I want 10% of all the treasure. And they're like, you will die, bastard. And so he got greedy and screwed the whole thing up and is thrown out of court. Yeah, this is a couple of the carry-on regulars to give you an idea of the age that they would have been up against had they Mm -hmm. used the original cast, and that many of them had actually died by this point. Right, right. Well, after 31 years, yeah. Well, I recognize the queen. I've seen her in a lot of other stuff. Okay. So she was, she's, she made it. Yeah, you've watched a lot more British television than probably Sam and I have, so maybe. Um, But June Whitfield. What's that? June Whitfield and Leslie Phillips are Leslie Phillips the king. June Whitfield's the queen. Okay. All right. Uh, I told she, you I was going to have to tell you who these assholes were. Yeah, exactly. She does talk Ferdinand into it because she's like, that's still 90% for you. Yes, he's getting 10%, but right now you're getting 100% of nothing. So take 90% of all of the treasure of the Indies. And they're so poor that they can only afford one reading candle. Yeah, which they almost light themselves on fire with. It was that was moderately funny. It was, yeah. I think the worst gag that they did physically was when Jim Dale was trying to get the map weighed down at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was not pulling that off at all. No, no, no. Um, so they go to the Santa Maria. And uh, they can't find sailors because the Spanish Inquisition's taken out everybody. So all he can get are a bunch of criminals, uh, prisoners. Uh, he's got uh, 
the poisoner, the arsonist, some murderer guy, serial killer. Yeah, that we don't ever yeah. deal with. It's kind of weird. His speaking of Jim Dale doing something that does work. His little straight bit where he was like doing an auctioneer routine. Mm-hmm. That was great. And yeah. he even had a joke in there that I had to back up to make sure it was right. Was that you'll see the whole world, blah, 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 then he's like, one-legged cannibals, victims of their own gluttony. <laughs> I liked that line. I thought it was funny. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> um, I also I like the corny part where uh, Fatima is dressed as like a, a blind beggar, and she uh, she reaches into his pants to to oh no she says the snake she's a snake charmer the snake charm yeah the snake climbed up his leg and she's like oh that's a big snake that's not a snake lady but she ends up stealing a document thinking it's the scroll and it's just a recruitment poster for him to get sailors <laughs> yeah and it's a two scene payoff on that too because she was working for that in the bedroom scene too and that she finally does reach into his pants, and the the thing that he keeps the most safe is a picture of himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he also gets the jailer, uh, uh, Diego, the the jailer, who is uh, a light on his feet feller. Uh, that uh, he's a fashionista. He's a fashionista, and, and this is probably not too into chicks. Comedian Julian Carey. Okay. This guy is fucking great. Yeah, he's probably the best. And he's, character. you know, I don't know if it was it was it may have been him that was doing it before Izzard, as far as the makeup mm-hmm. bit routine because he was he does his stand up in in makeup as well, and okay. he's married to a man. He's this isn't him doing a gay dude. This is a very funny gay comedian. Yeah, yeah. I know. I thought he was hilarious. Um. So he's he's gonna go too, and he's recruited as the welfare officer. So thank God, because I was like, this and guy's I, great. And I love when he shows <laughs> oh. up on the boat, and he's all dressed up, and he's got the biggest cod piece you have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so he's awesome. And then, like, what does the welfare officer have to do? And he's like, oh, you know, throw people overboard, kill them when you have to. He's like, oh great, I could do that standing on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's funny. Um, <coughs> and then he goes and bunks with some old guy. I don't know who this old guy is. He's the um, the king's accountant that he's sending along on this voyage to make sure that he's getting his 90% and that Christopher Columbus isn't spending a bunch of money that's unnecessary. Yeah. And, and uh, he's not real happy about it. He's like, oh, I'll just be over here. And then they start lowering wine down in the hole. He's like, oh, just you and me and all this wine. What are we going to do? And they start yeah, drinking. It was, God, that seems funny. Uh, so many provisions for just the two of us. <laughs> uh, but Fatima has also kind of snuck on board. She's dressed up as a dude. And uh, her and uh, Ahmed are sneaking in as uh, as recruits as well. So they're on board, too. Is this has Fatima come out as her disguise name, her man yeah. name of Tima? Yeah. <laughs> for Timothy. Uh, Tima. Weird name. It's short for Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next morning they launch. And uh, this is maybe my second favorite joke is they're yelling 
sort of nautical terms at each other like you see a thousand times. And uh, uh, Columbus finally finishes the whole thing off with, in God's name, make it go. (laughs) (laughs) Pull that thing. Pull that other thing. Yeah, and the the whatever the ship's master is just yelling, and then the guy yells it behind him. Mm-hmm. God, that was great too. Yeah, I like the whole thing. But immediately, Fatima or Timothy is up to subterfuge. She tries to recruit the arsonists to light a fire uh, in the cargo hold. I'm guessing not to burn the whole ship down, but just enough so that they have to turn around. And uh, yeah. the uh, but Ahmed is also up to subterfuge. And so he has got a cork drill of some sort and drills a hole in the side of the boat, thus flooding it and extinguishing the fire, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. And then the accountant just corked it with a wine cork. Right. Everything's yeah. fine now. A bung, actually. I always, I always like that. That's what the, what cork is in Britain. Bung, you know. If he put his bung hole. Way, plug up your bung is hole. It's a bung hole. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, plug it up whenever you want. So, <laughs> so yeah. So he he plugs it up, and uh, Diego comes out and tells the captain or Bart Columbus, Christopher Columbus's brother, I think it is. Uh, that, yes. Uh, he says, "Hey, we just had a leak in the hold." And Bart Columbus says, "Oh, did you? Well, next time, do it over the side." <laughs> <laughs> Fatima tries to then poison him, uh, poison Chris Columbus with some, like, apparently acid poison. It was so poisonous that it's corrosive immediately. And they fail. So she fails there, too. She's having a hard time. But then Yeah, she's having a rough time. Bump them off. Things get worse for everybody when they enter the bar mitzvah triangle. (laughs) (laughs) This was... Actually, pretty funny the way that they played this one out, and mm-hmm. I, I liked how they're given the, the details right, and they can't see anything outside. It's a dense fog. Yeah, people are just running into each other. Ow! <laughs> you hear like people clanking uh-huh. lanterns and stuff, and then, then as the sea serpent gets the last guy, he howls out, and it's the old guy gets like something dropped on his foot, <laughs> right, right? Right. And and he's like. Ah! And Brad Columbus is down there going, Bart. Bart Columbus is like, sea serpents and golems or gargoyles or whatever. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. He's like, I got to get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, Brad Columbus didn't make the trip because they had a a disc golf tourney. (laughs) Right. He had to go to. (laughs) Brad and Chad, both of them, the twins. Yeah, they didn't get, they didn't come. They were busy that weekend. Once again, I'm very confused by how this movie works because he's reading from the scroll about entering the bar mitzvah triangle, implying that somebody has been here before. Yeah, well, they made it out by some. They they barely made it out of the bar mitzvah triangle, but they did. And so they just and turned back and, to tell about it. They didn't discover the new no, world. They, they just discovered the bar, or bar mitzvah triangle. Well, I guess they didn't read any farther than this to find out what happens later because they wouldn't have, they had to keep going to get to where they were trying to go. But yeah, they, 
the, once they get out of the bar mitzvah triangle, they they run into the Canary Islands. Like they don't just find them. Like they crash into another boat that is at port. Right. Which they <laughs> this think is, is abandoned. what I think the funniest thing in the whole movie is is them scoping out the ghost ship. Right, right. It's just some ship that's docked. <laughs> it's docked. They have dinner aboard. And so they're like, oh, this is in really good shape. Like, there's a great dinner. And then it cuts to the people whose dinner they're eating. Which is the and, Yeah, the governor of the Canary Islands. And so they're just stealing all that guy's shit. <laughs> and, like his clothes, his food. The The welfare officer is now dancing around and uh, the Peppy the Poisoner is charging him like a bull. <laughs> and when the... I mean, they're having a wild fucking party. It is great. Columbus is getting like heavy on the guitar. Uh-huh. And even when the police show up, the police are like... But first, I need to get down on this party. Let's dance. Shit. Right. But it, it's soiled. That their good times are ruined by the fact that someone actually lit the boat on fire beyond <laughs> everything else. And then they get their asses thrown in jail. Like, sailing yeah. to the new world has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> like, the letter back. No, I'm not saying he stopped by the Canary Islands. I'm saying... He ran into them, <laughs> didn't know it was there, hit my boat, burned it to the ground. And now you're all in jail. Uh, and th- so to get out of jail, he's had to agree to take the Countess and Maria and Chiquita and whoever else, the governor or whatever, uh, back to Spain as well. But he's not going there. He's heading south. No, he's-, he's continuing on. Yeah, he's he's going to find the new world, find China. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He's headed there right now. And it's going to all of a sudden morale's getting low and then the uh, ugly word mutiny is starting to rear its head. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Fatima, she's also still at it. And she tries to go in and steal the scroll dressed as Tima and uh he finds her and she has one choice. She only has one choice, and that's to seduce him. Otherwise, she's in deep trouble. But then he bones down on her, and she's the one that's seduced because that dick is so good. <laughs> He's got that good D. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of rap songs about Christopher Columbus's D. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, His yeah. diseases. Like smallpox. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Oh, brother. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. That guy sucks. All right. So Maria and Bart have also hooked up. So that that whole love line is still continuing. Um, and the Countess exploits the situation and starts getting... She gets Ahmed to essentially start spreading the idea of mutiny uh, to everybody else. Yeah, eventually she's gotten the crew to mutiny... Uh, and this is a, you know, kind of a funny scene. There's some good jokes there, but you just watch it yourself. I'm not going to recreate them, but eventually through this bit where they're about to hang Columbus, mm-hmm. someone spots land and then everything's fine. 
And uh, this is my, f- it's not my, the, my favorite part of the movie was that scene. But like the, the thing that they did that I was like, they're going to do a Columbus movie with a bunch of stuffy English white people. This is going to be so racist. And that they were like, yeah, we know. So we're just going to make it so stupid that when they get to America's, it's Americans. Right. <laughs> just stuffy white Americans instead. Right. And it's great. <laughs> I also like while they're hanging Chris, uh, that he does actually get hung a little bit. And so Fatima has to jump up and cut the rope, but he didn't step off of the box at the same time that she cut the rope. So there's a moment where Christopher Columbus is standing in midair. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. He took a while to jump off the box. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the prop box. But anyways, back on the island, uh, they're spotted by the locals, and we get them, and they're pretty funny. And they think, the locals think that the Santa Maria is some sort of new laundry service, <laughs> because they've got sheets. Sure. <laughs> and this is when you're introduced to uh, stalwart comedian Charles Fleischer, and he's the one with the thicker New York accent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy's I, funny. I've seen all three of these guys before, too. Yeah. Larry Miller's the chief. Right, right. He had weird nipples. Yeah, okay. They were totally distracting. And I just kept looking at them. It was almost like they cut his nipple hair off so that you would just focus in on these boobs. Like they accented them with hair cutting. Maybe you're just a weirdo. Because I didn't Yeah, know no, I think it was just a shirtless Larry Miller, and you're like... Hello, sexual candy, shirtless Larry Miller. <laughs> no. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Ew. So they do the thing where they he's like, oh, we've made it to China. No, I don't think we've made it to China. I think we've made it to India. And the whole Indians thing is born. Yay, history. Uh, but he goes to their village and they offer him uh, some gifts or he offers them some gifts. And they're like, no, that's garbage, uh, which is pretty funny. And then they offer him cigars and he has never seen tobacco before. And so he thinks it's like a carrot and he starts eating the cigar. <laughs> it tastes like shit. I like this too. Cause he's like, what does it taste like? And he just goes horse shit. <laughs> oh, they're lighting it on fire. They cook it while you're eating it. Interesting. Does it taste any better? It... Nope. No. How does it taste now? Tastes like horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but the chief wants you know, to be No, they husband. run that gag for a long time, too, like because he offers him throughout the rest of the movie. It was like, oh, no, I'm not hungry. Right. Yeah, like right. That, that was a good that is a good, good joke that they could run with. The chief wants to be hospitable to him. He's like, hey, let's see what these guys are all about. Let's not, you know, kill them and eat them. Uh, let's just see if, if, you know, we can make some good stuff happen here. And th- but then he learns that the only reason Christopher Columbus is hanging around is because he wants gold and lots of it, and he doesn't have shit to trade. So they're like, mm, okay, all right, I see what's going on here. You're just going to come in here and take all our gold. Uh, how about no? Uh, so we're going to fuck with you. And then it gets really annoying again. Why is that? Just the whole medicine man thing. Oh, I thought so, the shaman was great. The shaman was just yes. so overplayed, and it just drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. And... I don't I don't know. This this whole next scene of getting to the mine mm-hmm. and going through the mine. 
it was just like, oh, God, fucking hurry up. <laughs> I don't get the sequence. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with the shaman. Uh, I don't get anybody's motivations here because the shaman does take them to the gold mine and he's the only one that can do it because there's a spooky ghost in there named Unga Bunga or something like that. Unga Bunga. Yeah. Death by Unga Bunga. Death by Unga Bunga. The worst way. And uh, they, they, like, all the they do is go into this booby trap mine where they then get captured by the natives. That's where you started at. Why did you guys even take them to the mine? I don't even understand the, the process here. It's very strange. It is. Uh, we also glossed over where the Native Americans stripped them of all of their belongings for some food. Right, right. And uh, that then ran off because they thought the shaman was able to give magic sex changes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Anga Bunga. That... So everybody knows that joke, right? I it... Death by Anga Bunga. Yeah, well, we're not going to, you know. Let's let's let somebody have a good time with Unga Bunga. Just look up the Unga Bunga joke. And, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good time, even it's in print. Uh, meanwhile, the Countess has landed as well. Or she's exited the boat and, and done a shore party thing. And she's like, what the fuck is going on here? Where's Chris Columbus? Who are these people? What's the story? And so she is uh, she she wants to trade with the chief too, get some of that good island stuff. That Riches bracelets. and gold. Yeah. Uh, knit baskets. Uh, no, she's there for the gold. Bamboo shoes. So, as I said, the Columbus team is captured and brought back to the chief. And he is like, I just want the gold. Yeah, we know. That's what we started with. You give me guns and wine, though, and you can have our special gold. Oh, mm -hmm. the special gold. That sounds good. Sure enough, it's fake. It's fake gold. It's just paint, painted gold rocks because they have spray paint. But the guns and the tragedy are real. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I loved that part. <laughs> so they they leave. They go back to Spain. I guess they leave, you know, the governor and what have you there to take over the Caribbean islands or whatever. Uh, well, and I think the governor stayed in the Canaries and then just sent his wife home so that his daughter could marry that old guy. Yeah, so you're thinking that the people that they leave behind with uh, the natives mm -hmm. are the accountant. Oh, okay. And somebody else so that they can stake claim to the yeah to all the gold. Right, right. Uh, but they go back to Spain and deliver the gold and... They're like, wow, look at all these riches. But then the Inquisition comes in and takes it. Uh, but it's not the Inquisition. It's Bart dressed up like the Inquisition so they can dispose of the fake gold so they don't get in trouble. And you know why they're going to be able to get away with it? Because nobody asks the Inquisition anything. The Inquisition right? asks you things. <laughs> and they would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you kids. Um, And then Chris marries... Uh, or yeah, he marries Bart and Maria on the ship and then goes in Rogers Fatima. And that's the end of the goddamn movie. Like bad wrap up guys. And, and they're back out on the high seas again. Carry on Columbus is if carry on to have sex with me. Yeah. 
But that's not a staple of the franchise. They actually don't, for the most part, the name's not in the film. That's why I really feel like he was trying to make a comic strip movie with these other guys and couldn't get it together, and this is kind of what ended up happening. Yeah, I think so, too. That makes perfect sense. Also, did you notice that the end song is a lot like the Mortal Kombat song? And that was really didn't fit at all? It totally didn't fit. I thought it was great. Oh, man, it was. I was like, this is the perfect ending to this movie. Is this weird fucking song. Yeah, because for the most part, the music was actually pretty well done. It was pretty well scored until this came along. And I was like, what the fuck? It was like as bad as that Barbie girl song. (laughs) All right. Who wants to ask questions? Jackie. All right. Oh, Sammy. Uh, before we do questions, I should mention that because of this film, uh, Sarah Crow, who played Fatima, mm-hmm. married Jack Hill's son. That's hmm. how bad they cast them as far as an age gap. Who's Jack Hill? Columbus. Oh, Hill, sorry. Oh, OK. All right. Wow. Jim Dale. Jack yeah. Hill is a director that we talked about last last time we were on this podcast. No, uh, Jim Dale. Uh, Sarah Crow married his son (laughs) after she, yeah, like pretty much after this movie was done being shot. (laughs) Hey, dad, we made out, sort of. Uh, You, gross. Questions, Jackie. What's the Spanish Inquisition? Uh, So what (laughs) happened to the Sultan? We just don't. He just fucks off and that's it. That's the thing is they found a new world, not. His cash flow, right? So he's sound as a pound. Yeah, and uh, but people stopped. Go- did go? People did stop going to uh, uh, through Turkey, and that's why it's uh, such a disaster there right now. Is because of fourteen ninety two. Is Turkey a nice place? No, Turkey's a real not nice place. I've never really paid attention to Turkey. Yeah, in fact, uh, I I think fourteen ninety two caused their biggest city uh, to to um, get destroyed. Like some guys had a, a giant wooden horse that they pushed in through the gates. I think that was because of fourteen ninety two. That that place, I can't remember what the name of that town was. Yeah, and then with that, it was the Iran Contra affair was inside of the Trojan horse. Right, right. <laughs> Ollie Norris sitting on top of the horse going, yeah, <laughs> giddy up. <laughs> Woo-hoo! I'm a cowboy. I'm not asking you two fuckers anything else. <clears throat> you probably don't even know if Turkey's nice. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know if it looks nice, but I know that their fucking prime minister is a real fucking piece of shit and is awful and is committing genocide right now. So I don't think it's great. I think it's probably crap. Yeah, okay. I keep changing the name of the area, like from the Ottoman to Turkey, Istanbul, Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The genocide seems to stick. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <they> keep <laughs> trying that shit. Uh, all right, Sam, question? So there was only one boat? <laughs> right. What happened to the other two? Because that's what I thought was going to happen when they bunk into the ship. Is oh now they're gonna recruit this ship and it's it's gonna be the Pinta or the the Nina or whatever the other ones were called. They don't even show up. <laughs> no, 
It was just easier this way. Yeah. I think that that's really great that they were just like, well, we know we're not going to be able to be historically accurate, so let's just do whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I actually thought that they were they did a pretty good job of like being still somewhat historically accurate while like saying it's because of hijinks that this this happened. Why, you know, other than they didn't murder all the natives, uh, but like their own buffoonery is the thing that discovered the, the new world. I thought I thought I thought it was okay. I didn't think I think they could have gone way away from historical accuracy, but the whole. Uh, you know, the motivations to find the new world and why Isabella and Ferdinand financed it and all that. That's all spot on. So I thought it, I thought it was okay. Because they were poor? Yeah, because Spain was having a real bad time. Because the king kept spending all his money on whores? No, because of the fucking goddamn Spanish Inquisition. They just took everybody's money and killed them. Yeah, yeah. They're the like, queen's yep, making it sound, though, business. like he's being frivolous with the gold right, on his whores. Right, because that's the joke. <clears throat> but uh you know it's good to be the king i don't think so everybody's always <laughs> trying to poison you and you only have one goddamn candle <laughs> anybody else questions no all right not really i mean it it shows itself one. up pretty nicely yeah, i didn't have one it's hard to ask questions about a historic you know a, a movie based on a historical thing because it's like so what happened uh America. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Final recommendations. Jackie, let's go with you first. I'm gonna give it a do mm-hmm. because it does spark my interest, like Sam said at the beginning. I, I do want to go back and watch the first couple of these. And it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't like completely terrible. Um I I just thought it was interesting. But I it's like a chicken soup day. Like maybe you have yeah. the flu. That's your always go-to. Maybe you have the flu. So watch this movie. You gave a recommendation for something like Aloha. If you got the flu, it's a good movie. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If you got the flu. <laughs> That's like my, I don't really want to give it a do, but I do want to give it a do. So it's got to have a caveat. It's a flu do. Yeah. yeah. Flu do. Yeah. Um. No, Mortal Kombat 2 is like Salmonella only. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, we should just have like an illness rating system. Mm, Yeah, right. If you've got Ebola. Ebola. (laughs) That's why your butthole grows an eye. (laughs) (laughs) I had that twice. (laughs) Twice, you greedy bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm also going to give it a do not. It's not a flu do. I think it's just a do. Uh, Mark, Mark Horkley gain threw this thing under the fucking bus. I actually had fun with it. Um, I'm sure that it pales in comparison to the others. So if we'd started in the other direction and watched, you know, the carry ons up to this point, we'd have been like, man, that carry on Columbus sucked. But starting with it, I was like, yeah, dude, this is fine. Like, it's not, there's some things I don't get. Some references, maybe, and some like wordplay that I didn't understand, but uh, and and some definitely eggs that they laid, but some of the jokes were fucking funny, and I thought it was just a good time. So yeah, it's a do for me. I will also give it a do uh, for all of those reasons. I am interested to see if I actually because 
I guess the style of humor here is like this sort of, it's called seaside postcard humor. Yeah, right. And I don't know if this had gotten away from that. Do I like whatever it is they got away from? I'm not sure, but I thought this was pretty funny. Yeah, we're going to have to and carry on on the carry-ons. Absolutely. Also, uh, very competently made for a low budget. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's one of the things that they, you know, when you read about the carry-on films is that uh, the producer and the director, Peter Rogers, and uh, the producer and director, Gerald, the producer... Peter Rogers and the director, Gerald Thomas, are really competent at turning movies quickly on a low budget. And it's not just mm-hmm. like on it's on time and on budget that these guys would do these things. And with comedy, that's really hard. Yeah. And usually like uh, you you when you do comedy budget. You scrimp on the other things that aren't joke worthy. They're not jokes. You focus on the jokes and that's where your money goes to hijinks. But like Jackie was saying earlier, the costumes are good. The set design's good. The music is is spot on. Like the production elements of this film that have nothing to do with joke telling were pretty darn good. Like it is it is well done. There's a really good chance that they took these sets from the discovery. Yeah, maybe. That's the other thing about these guys are friends with everybody at Pinewood. That's mm-hmm. how they were able to do this. So many and so low budget is that they just took shit when people were done with it before shot what they could. And then wherever happens to it after that's fine. But this is sort of like they're like Fred Olin Ray working at night on Corwin's lot. Corwin. The once again the Ford dealership in Nampa, Idaho. Corbin. Corman. Corbin Burnson. <laughs> Corman. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Well, I think that wraps up. Uh, carry on, Columbus. We got some listener feedback. Speaking of Mark Horkley Gain, he's got an email for us. Mm-hmm. I typed this email through misted eyes as the tears soaked my keyboard. To receive the shocking information that the 12th Corona Sode would be the last was bad news indeed. He wrote this the day after our last episode, and then we went on three-week hiatus. So, yeah. Like, that's how the last episode we did was the last Corona Sode. Well, that's because Sam got Ebola. Yeah, he got the three buttholes. Yeah, but at least nobody was sneaking up on me for a while. <laughs> and one of my eyes got poked out by a wiener. <laughs> You <laughs> can't see shit because all I can see is shit. All right. Uh, oh. <laughs> I over those twelve weeks, I have enjoyed getting to know you guys a lot more than the regular regular episodes allow. I hope that you carry some of it over to your Monday shows. Although, if Jackie Spookies make a comeback, it should be under the strict rule that she is blind drunk first. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying, Mark? Right. My stories get more interesting when I start making shit up. Or the stories don't get more interesting. They get more rambly and confusing. But you're just like, ah, I get it. Yeah, there's a Sultan. He was in the backyard. You get more more snippy at us when we start asking questions that aren't important. (laughs) Shut up. I want to talk about the ghost. (laughs) Okay, first, a you're wrong idiot. 
ready or not, Samara Weaving is related to Hugo Weaving. So you were absolutely right, Sam. Uh, she is his niece, says Mark Orclegain. So how about that? Yeah. So that's good news because, uh, you know, she's got some uh, pedigree behind her. She's not only hot, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully see more of her because she was so good in that fucking movie. Uh, also, although I am sure it will already be on your radar now that the reviews are landing, I must recommend that you watch Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. Originally due for a similar re release until COVID-19, Disney took the opportunity to sneak it directly onto their streaming platform, and it sucks. Really? Yeah. Judy Dench follows her turn in Cats with another god-awful performance in a god-awful film, and the kid who plays the title character delivers the worst child performance I have ever seen. This movie is bound to be a big part of the next Mab Fuzz. So I think uh, I think Jackie and I might watch that uh, sometime this week because I did I did have my radar on it, but I was waiting to say this email before we watched it. But we got to watch Hamilton tonight, so we'll see what's up. Okay. But also, Sam, do you still I have the Disney Plus? Wonder if Markor has seen Over the Top. Like, because he's saying the worst child oh, performance yeah. that he's ever seen, and the kid in Over the Top. There's a lot he of bad sticks. child performance, so that that is a, a bold claim. Uh, I'm I'm sure that no matter what happens, uh, the, this child actor will get a nomination in the Smab Fuzz. Uh, but uh, we'll see if we can uh, if we can make that claim as well. Uh, and you have my deepest sympathy. And you have my deepest sympathies that your next movie is Carry On Columbus, voted the worst British film of ever. It is a real laugh vacuum. Uh, as one of my previous emails implored, please don't judge the other 30 in the series on that one. Some of them are pretty great. Well, we thought this one was pretty okay. Uh, enjoy your well-earned vacation, and I very much look forward to your next episode, which was supposed to be Monday, but then we went on sabbatical. <laughs> Get to the chopper, he says. So there you go. Uh, Jackie, it's your pick next. Uh, what do you got lined up for us? I'm going to pick the girl in gold boots. Okay. It's about the the exciting life of go-go dancing. Mm. You know, so there might be some boobs in it. Maybe. Uh, but it isn't a 60s movie, so yeah. be pre-prepared for cone-shaped bras that might yeah, poke right. your eyes out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Boobs. <laughs> that was the thing, is that boobs came out in the 70s. In the 60s, they were still weapons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is currently streaming on Amazon Prime, so uh, check that out this week. I think there's also a riff tracks uh, of it as well, so if you don't want to suffer just the plain old movie that we're going to have to suffer through, uh, you can always go that option as well. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy your week. Thanks for having us back. Uh, we should be on course now, um, and we might uh, sneak in a Wednesday episode here and there, but not, not this week, so we'll let you guys know when that happens. Unless so. we get bombarded by a sea monster in the mm -hmm. bar mitzvah triangle which has happened before so you know uh, uh, history repeating so we have to go along the obtuse yeah uh, oh boo <laughs> that was that was a cute joke sam was just like go fuck yourself <laughs> isosceles somebody singing in the rain um Get to the These shop. jokes are not equilateral. <laughs> <laughs> get, get to the damn chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. 
Go to Sneaker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Sneaker Madness and email us at talk at SneakerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.